This episode of Fever Talk was brought to you by... Scotch old enough to order its own scotch. To get your own scotch old enough to order its own scotch, uh, go to the bar. Now on with the episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were talking about that quote... So you you said that's quotes from How I Met Your Mother, yeah, episode probably, one. Yeah, it's episode one. I'm probably not getting it exactly right, but he... I don't know any of their names. The main guy goes out with the girl he's, like, obsessed with for Fathead. 70 years. Fathead. Yeah. <laughs> goes out with uh, Kobe Smulders. I remember her name because I find the name Kobe Smulders hilarious. So do I. But that's the actress's name. That's on the character's name. No, I can't the remember the character's name. The character is Robin, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right, Robin. Because yeah. he fucking goes... But the show was... Yeah, Right, and then the show is just basically him, like, creeping on this girl, like, you know, the typical uh, nice guy sort of thing, like, creeping on this girl. Wear her down. Wearing her down yeah. for, like, what, 60 years? Like, that's, like, it, he was playing the long game. Yeah, doesn't he, like, show up when they're in their 40s or 50s or something no, like that? His his actual wife, like, the, the mother, has already died because the whole show is like, ha-ha, this is what he didn't really end up with her. Ha-ha-ha. It was some other girl. But then the whole show was about him getting with this chick. And the kids at the end are even like, Dad, like, this story wasn't even about Mom. Like, this story was about yeah. Aunt Robin. And, like, we think she's great. Like, you should fuck her. And, and he he was like, I should. And then, like, he shows up with, like, a fucking French horn or something. Yeah. I, it, it was something about that restaurant. They were at a French horn or a blue horn or something. Yeah. But, yeah, and they're at the restaurant, and she's like, oh, my God. And the actress is, like, 21 at this time. And she's just like, oh, my God, I love scotch. Like, I love a scotch that's old enough to order its own scotch. And he's just like, wow, wow, wee wah. That's the woman of my dreams, though, man. Yeah, and that's a weird thing because, so, like... I I know a girl who uh, was like, scotch and cigars are my life. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a weird stereotype of what, like, guys write in their movies for, like, the perfect girl. Like, right. do, you, do you go to sleep in a men's football jersey? <laughs> exactly. That's like, have you ever seen the Amy Schumer sketch, Chicks Who Can Hang? Like, yeah. have you seen that? It's her, like, doing all these, like, super masculine things and them just going on about, like, I dated this girl, like, she was fucking, like, cover of Maxim Hot, like, she drywalled my, I don't even know what drywall is. That's I think it's, it's she quite possibly my made place. Up. <laughs> she 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 drywalled my dick. No. <laughs> I thought it was like a, I thought it was a sexual term you were telling me about. No, no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. no drywall I, is like plastering a wall. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, because it was saying like they would describe the girl. They would be like she was this hot, like she was supermodel hot, and then talk about something like super super masculine that she did. Because it's like that idea of that's the guy's fantasy, a woman who's like. I don't it's, get it's, it. It's the whole cool girl thing. It's it's that whole cool girl thing. Like Jennifer Lawrence is kind of this. It's like you look like a supermodel, but you're just like, <laughs> like I just love to eat pizza and like you know punch dudes in bars. Yeah. But she actually did when she was like in Europe. She yeah, actually punched someone in a bar. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, and it's it's a very childlike thing because it, it comes back to this idea that like guys don't understand girls like. Girls like make no sense. They're all so crazy. Like they want to watch the things that they want to watch, <laughs> and like they don't want to watch my sports. Like what's up yeah, with that? Yeah, they want to watch dumb stuff. Like not really smart stuff. Like sports. Yeah, like well, uh, hold on. Let's not shit on sports entirely. <laughs> no, no, I do like I'm sports. not shitting on sports. No, but no. but it's that it's that it's that thing of like yeah, it's like you know why can't a girl be me be me but I can have sex with her right be me but like a, a beautiful like perfectly coiffed female who only has hair in places she should like it's crazy which is just the top of her head really which is just the, the top of her she's head she's allowed to have hair yeah and eyebrows and eyelashes I suppose yeah, and like you should have a lot in those areas some girls can get girls else. can get away with having no eyebrows though that's true actually they can they for sure can there are guys who will date a girl without eyebrows that's true but definitely a lot of hair on your head yeah and you know eyebrows and eyelashes are appreciated but yeah. nothing else would be it's kind of it's a it's a it is it's a weird thing but we were talking because so we had just watched like seven episodes of sex in the city because i have a great husband well i like the show as well <laughs> i'm glad that you like um, it. but uh but i do complain about the show a lot as well, well. so do i and that's, that that's part of the fun for me too of watching it with you because it's our first time it's not either of our first times watching it no. but it's our first time watching it together this is true. and the show is 
more than 20 years old at this point when we're watching the first Fuck. season. It's so 90s. It is so... It's late 90s, but it is so late 90s. 90s yeah. And even shit like everyone smoking everywhere. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. just... You wouldn't see that in New York these days. You wouldn't see it on TV if it's an accurate representation. Like... Well, that's what, that's what I was kind of bringing up, bringing it up for is because we were talk like we we're talking about like representations of like men and women. Yeah. And like I think how uh, guys like don't necessarily like get that like you're going if you're going to settle down with somebody, it's someone who will have interests in things that are not your interests, and that's okay. Right. It's this whole thing of I think female taste not being respected. Yeah, and it's kind of like guys think that watching a a female directed like no, don't be directed as someone who was directed, but a, a show made for women. Yeah. Um, that them watching it is somehow like lesser or like right. you know makes them like gay or something. Right. Meanwhile, if a girl is like a huge Tarantino fan, that's like so fucking cool. Yeah. Like if a girl likes it's just the whole thing of like male taste is better. If a girl likes male things, she's the coolest person in the room. Yeah, and girls don't necessarily are they're not necessarily I don't think looking for guys who like love keeping up with the Kardashians. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no. They're not really looking so it's it's a weird it's a weird uh, dichotomy, but uh, like at the same time like we were talking about watching that show and and how you can kind of tell sometimes it's written by a guy. Sex in the City, yeah. Yeah, because the representations of what women want and what men want are really kind of ridiculous in a lot of ways. Like, sometimes it can be very accurate and sometimes it's kind of like, nobody acts this way. Uh, yeah, and I think there's a lot of things that happen that are kind of just crazy because they're heightened. Like it is a sitcom at the end of the day. Yeah. Like it is a heightened reality. But like so, any but sitcom. so many people talk about it as if like, oh my god, I'm so Carrie. That's so my life. <laughs> because I think it has it has you know I was gonna say 21st century, but it started in the 20th century. I was gonna say it has late 20th century female archetypes, maybe some of which we hadn't seen so much before. Really, Carrie and Miranda, they're the more fleshed out ones. Um, yeah, the other one is the is the we, version of we the know whore. Madonna, we know whore, but yeah. like these these ones are are new, so that's interesting. And I do think it nails a lot of things, and I do think it captures a lot of things that maybe hadn't quite been captured yet at that time. Interestingly, and Carrie, I do think Carrie's a great female antihero, and um, well, antihero because you hate her, like like I don't not, hate not, her. not you I specifically, don't hate her. not you specifically. I mean, like just one hates her. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's uh, it's like yeah it's a frustrating, uh, but I find in general and maybe I'm wrong on this, but a lot of female led TV shows, the lead character is often the worst person. Uh, female led TV shows. Yeah. So okay. for example, Buffy the Vampire oh, okay. Slayer. Mm-hmm. Buffy's kind of like the most annoying one. Um, yeah. Sex in the City carries kind of the most annoying one. Yeah. And like, I just feel like there's a, a couple different shows like that. And, and you know, I'm on my second whiskey, so I'm not necessarily remembering all of them off the top of my Girls? head. Girls. Girls. Yeah. That Lena, the most annoying one. Yeah. Yeah. Lena Dunham is the most annoying one in that show. I don't agree that she's the most annoying out of those four girls. I don't know. I feel like. Oh God! I, f- I think Dallas and Williams' character is for sure more more annoying. <sighs> Marty. Maybe, but in the weird way, she's kind of the more normal one as well. Uh, but yeah, either way, like it's just I think there's a there's a bit of a weird problem with that, and I don't know if it's the same for for male led shows. I feel like I don't think it's often the case that the that the lead guy in a show is like the least cool one. Well. Hmm. The least, like, you know, the least interesting character. Yeah, but, but okay, the least interesting. And, and I get that, the idea. But no, but I agree with that. But I actually think that's why Carrie is so important. Because you might dislike Carrie, but Carrie's interesting. And Carrie is super is flawed. Yeah, I think she is. Because Carrie has a, whole, like, has a lot of um, interesting contradictions that I also think are very, like... Uh, <laughs> modern and like or postmodern even like (laughs) but it's that whole thing of like you even mentioned it how the show sort of still tries to make it out like she's a bit um 
chased. I mean, not chased, but that she like wouldn't uh, give I, it up to. I never do this. I never do this. Six seasons later, I never do this. Right. You've done Meanwhile, it every fucking seen episode. Her do it eighty times. Yeah, yeah, like just having sex on the first date or something. But I think that's part of what's interesting about Carrie because she and Charlotte on the show are both like romantics. Like Charlotte's a hopeless romantic in more of maybe a classical sense and she believes in playing by the rules and and she's always rooting for love. But Carrie's a romantic in more of a postmodern I actually never know how to use that phrase but she doesn't play by the rules in more of a postmodern way but but she's but she's actually she's that toxic kind of romantic that a lot of people are but it is toxic but that's why it's interesting to watch and and part of what's frustrating about it is we were talking about this we were talking about the big character and Candace Bushnell you know would have never meant for them to end up together but fans of the show because they're part of that same kind of toxic romantic culture want them to end up together Mm. so she's very reflective of her time i think so um there's a there's a big thing in like geek nerd culture of fan fiction and stuff like that where people kind of write stories that sometimes fill in the blanks that shows have or haven't left behind yeah so either they'll you know the very common theme of like making a character gay when they're not gay in the show right right to create a romance that they would have liked to have seen happen right um or uh you know sometimes they'll write a story filling in a plot hole that was left there of like you know what happened when she was on vacation or whatever like do you know what I mean yeah. shit like that yeah um and um but you know sometimes a lot of those like like Game of Thrones for example there's a lot of crazy random theories thrown around oh yeah about like you know Tyrion is secretly a Targaryen or like this is all a dream in Bran's head since he (laughs) fell off the tower oh god that's awful all equally all equally ridiculous (laughs) Um, but uh, but I think sometimes Tyrion's a Targaryen I don't think this comes from Mr. Donnellan (laughs) yeah Um, I don't think um, Game of Thrones is maybe necessarily the best example for this, but I think a lot of people, a lot of fans of some shows or some movies have to do the work that the writers and the directors didn't do themselves in the first place. Okay. Like, Like, there's a lot of bad writing being filled in by audiences because they're you know they're fans of a franchise. Oh god, yeah. And I think I think sometimes I think Sex and the City is, is an example of this, but it's it's wider than Sex and the City. I think sometimes people will create a personality that's more rounded for a character when really they're kind of written two dimensionally. So you're saying you don't think Carrie is really rounded. I think Carrie has been written poorly, but people have just taken that into a, oh, she's so complicated. And I'm like, I don't know if if the fact that the character is complicated or if the writing was just poor and that it was inconsistent for her. Okay, but then there's a whole other puzzle here when it's a TV show. There's also the acting. And I I actually think the show, I think all four leads on the show do a brilliant job. And I think Sarah Jessica Parker does a fantastic job. And I think that's part of why we love Carrie, because Sarah Jessica Parker really shows you her vulnerability. And no, I, I don't No, I think Carrie is is pretty well written. I think what's maybe not well written um, and that sort of fails with the show as a whole is the romance and is the aspect of her ending up with, with Big as if that was meant to be from the beginning. I think that's where the show falls down. I don't think Carrie is where the show falls down. I think, I think I guess the reason why I think it's, it's writing sometimes more than anything else is because she makes some really ridiculous decisions and it's never really explained properly. Okay. Like why? why? Like what? I guess because we there's no backstory to her. Yeah, that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing. You like, never see a family. You barely hear about a family. Like, does she? Does any of her parents ever show no. up? We don't even know if they're no. alive or dead. We never see any of the girls' parents. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's I guess and that's why sometimes I just I just like, you know, I think you could. F- 
the, some of the blanks could be filled in better with actual storytelling. Like, is, like, what kind of home is she from? Does that explain why she's, like, rejecting Aiden, who is a stable guy, for, like, Big, who is not a stable guy? Actually, it's funny that you say that, because as little of a backstory as she has, there is one episode, it's the episode with John Bon Jovi, <laughs> when she does go to therapy, and I think that the the... All these daddy issues. I think it is mentioned. It's touched upon like so briefly, but there right. is that is ish that is ished upon. <laughs> that, that is, is ished. <laughs> totally, it's totally ished, it's you ished. guys. <laughs> that is uh, touched upon. That there is a, a a daddy issue there, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, and I just I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like because the show is fun and and I think the writing is good, but then. It's been made out to be more than I think the show is. Like, I think the show is, like, episodic, like, silly, over-the-top, like, sexual stories. Mm-hmm. And it's been made into this, like, whole statement for our times and, mm. like, you know, this this amazing epic love story. Yeah, the where, epic love story part I don't agree with. Where, like, I just, it, nothing feels like anything is planned in this show. Like, I just feel like... I mean, like, Riverdale, for example. Like, Riverdale, yeah. like, we talk... Like, Riverdale's a way worse example. <laughs> yes, please, God. Is a much worse example. But Riverdale, like, has 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 been praised for being this, like, silly, like, fun, over-the-top, dramatic kind of show. And it's like, so much happens and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Jesus, some of the worst writing I've ever seen. Oh, come on. Like, Riverdale's... Wait, but, like, here's the thing, too, with Riverdale that you can't forget. Like, Riverdale is a show that had a really good first season. The first season was... uh, When I say really good, it was really good for what it was, and it knew what it was, and it did it it, well. Yeah, its tone was consistent, and it, it had a plan. Yes. Whereas, like, from episode to episode, they will drop the storyline from the previous episode in, like, a, oh, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> like, it, it, that sort of throwaway remark. And I guess, like, I can see kind of people kind of, like, doing the work of yeah. trying to stitch together, like, Archie's, like, such a, like, a bad boy because he's done this and that and this and that. Whereas, like, I, I, we went through this with Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Like, Dawson's Creek had a really terrible habit of Michelle Williams's character just being given whatever, <laughs> like, story of the week they wanted to, like, derive. Like, oh, let's talk about teen pregnancy. We'll make Michelle do it. <laughs> let's talk about drug addiction. We'll make Michelle do it. Let's right. talk about broken homes. We'll make Michelle do it. Right. Like, all of this sort of shit. And it was just kind of, of like... Of course, the female, the set, the sexy, you know, female with the big boobs has to be the one to do that because everyone else is too pure and they want to keep everyone else pure. You know they what? want Katie Holmes to stay pure. She, I mean, in a way, it worked out great for her because, like, as an actress, like, they put her through the rigor of having to do all this ridiculous shit and she's the only one that's ended up, yeah, like, with a career true. after it, really. She's a great actress. Yeah, I mean, and you wouldn't have guessed it at first on the show. I. It's funny you say that. I liked her from day one. Really? She was my favorite from day one. Interesting. There was just something about her, too. For me, it also could have been, like, she almost had that... Yeah, from the beginning, I thought it. Like, that kind of Marilyn Monroe thing going on. Being, like, vulnerable and sexy at the same time. Sorry, I'm drinking... Yeah. I'm <laughs> you drinking this... Wait a stank face. So, I, I, so, everyone who's... If they listen to our whiskey episode... Uh, I started off today drinking a red breast uh, and uh, it's a 12 year old whiskey and it was like when I had it I was like mm, this is really smooth it's almost like water and then I went to like oh okay I'll try uh, like a Powers John's Lane which is also a 12 year old whiskey next but in comparison it is like woo it's not smooth it's not as smooth there's like there's a real punch of like flavour in mm. here and it's like it's like I don't know how to, how to, how to describe that taste thing of like going... Like sour? Kind of, but it's not... It doesn't taste sour, but it has the same physical effect on you. Interesting. Where it's kind of like, you know, it does make your eyes squint and it kind of makes you go like... <laughs> Woo. Um, it like has a sharp... Sharp is oh, maybe sharp. the term. There you go. Sharp is probably the word I'm going for, yeah. But anyway... Uh, we're not doing another whiskey episode, so we won't, I won't talk about this anymore. <laughs> anyway, Michelle Williams. Always liked her. Always thought she had something going on. Okay. 
we know mm-hmm. there are a couple of actresses that you've kind of that you hate. Yeah. But did you hate them from the get go when you first saw them? Ooh. So I am thinking that on top of my head, just mm-hmm. like there's two or three I can think of. Uh, Natalie Portman. Now listen, I'm trying to stop being such a hater, but I guess for the purpose of this. Discussion. For the purpose of this. <laughs> we're just we're just trying to see we're just trying to see did you hate them because you said you liked Michelle Williams from the get go. I did, yeah. Uh, so did you hate Natalie Portman from the get go? I can't remember what the get go was. So Yeah, well, can you remember what the first thing you saw her in? No, because Nat- Natalie Portman's someone who I feel like because she was a child actress, so I almost feel like she's always been there. I will say I, I feel w- like I was she wasn't in much after that first child movie. Um the professional or Leon. Yeah, Leon, yeah. Um she was in uh Beautiful Girls, which is a film that I love. Okay, um, yeah. But I don't I don't think I even saw that until I was already aware of older Natalie Portman. I will tell you this, I remember seeing her in Garden State, I remember thinking, wow, that that voice, that childish, like, awkward voice, that is such a great choice. And then I realized that is just Natalie Portman's voice, and she always... I don't think she amps up a little bit in that movie. Maybe, maybe. Because she's playing so... I'm so quirky. Yeah, but she, like, talks out of the corners of her mouth. What about Zoe Deschanel? Did you hate her from the (sighs) get-go? For similar reasons. I don't, once again, I don't remember when I first saw her, but I can't... Can you remember when you first hated her, though? No, but here's the thing with both of them, too. It's not as if there was ever a time when I liked them and, like, I right. turned on them. Like, but I But can you remember when you, like, them. can you remember when you first saw, like, oh, my God, this bitch? Um, no. I think it must have been the new girl that, okay. like, really did it for me. Okay. Yeah, because the new girl happened before 500 Days of Summer, right? Uh, no. I think it happened really? just after. Huh. I think it happened just after. she was after. still around before that. Like, I don't know what she was doing. Well, so I, I, the, in my mind, I felt like she went from, and like, I'm sure I'm wrong in this, but just from my, in my awareness of her, it was, she was the sister in Almost Famous. Yeah. And then I remember kind of seeing her in Elf. In Elf, yeah. And then I remember seeing her in, in 500 Days of Summer, and then New Girl. Here, I do feel really bad though about just like ripping on these gals. Like, well, they we don't they don't deserve it. But here's what I will say: what usually bothers me more than anything about the actresses is the hype machine around them. Right. That's what kind of sets me off. It's not their fault. They haven't done anything wrong. Uh, especially like Natalie and Zoe are both vegans. Like, I shouldn't be hating on them. It's not cool. It's wrong. But it's more the hype machine around them that gets me annoyed. Because well, you think they don't necessarily are they don't to have the talent that's being placed upon them you know what I mean yeah and I I get that because there's definitely like there's 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 actors there's like like sports players that like have the same sort of thing and you know I I can get that way about people too I also hate Leonardo DiCaprio it's not like I only hate female actors I also hate Leonardo DiCaprio so like so there's an Irish uh, television presenter called Ryan Tuberty Um, I would say most of our international listeners have never heard of him before because he's only in Ireland and that's it. Like, he doesn't do anything else. He's a streak of piss. Like, he's about, like, six foot three or something like that. But, like, he's, like, as skinny as a rail. Wait, wait, is that what it, is that? Wait, I thought the streak of piss, it was just, like, uh, like a very uh, general pejorative. But is that a way to describe, like, a tall, skinny person? Yeah, a streak of piss. Oh, okay, never heard of that Because that's what he looks like. He's just, like, a thin streak of piss. Um, is he yellow or clear? Uh, kind of, yeah. He's pretty <laughs> yellow, actually. He's kind of got light hair and like that sort of skin. Um, but so he came from like, and this is the kind of thing in, in Ireland, uh, most television presenters in Ireland came from radio first. Mm-hmm. Because RTE, which is the national broadcaster here, they have uh, their own radio stations. And so if someone's a good host on there and gets popular... They feel like they can do it on television. Right. Which is a fucked up way of it working because, you know, that doesn't translate fucking face for radio, etc, etc, etc. But in Ireland, it's such a small fucking market that, like, if you do something and you're known for doing it, most people will just assume you're fucking good. Right. Without knowing any better most of the time. Uh, I am a person who prides myself on, on my hosting slash entertaining slash, like, you know, just... Uh, personable abilities you would be a great talk show host. I think I would too yeah. but uh, how and however 
Um, I obviously couldn't be drinking whiskey like this on a talk show because I just lose my train of thought most of the time. But hang on over. Um, the, uh, the, the, he's earning about 300 grand a year from hosting a late night show on, uh, on Irish television. He hosts it once a week. Uh, not Man, like the government pays his salary, right? It's all comes out of our taxes. Right. That's, 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 yeah. Right. And he's not fucking good. He's a smug fucking like you know <laughs> like you know where is he from Southside Dublin oh yeah 100% <laughs> uh, and like he kind of like looks shit in the suit but he thinks he's fucking Frank Sinatra um, you know he's <laughs> why a, does he look shit because he's, he's a streak of piss he's a streak of piss he can't get a fucking suit that fits him and like you know he like he thinks he's Frank Sinatra he loves having like you know fucking 50s show band like kind of like style kind of like things all around him and he's just a fucking loser and he's like not good at interviewing people because he just like he'll have people on who like may be controversial in some way shape or form they might have done the fucked up thing recently yeah. and he won't really grill them on it he won't like you know oh, that's so, oh, I he's just kind of like you know oh like people were talking stuff about you but you seem great to me oh uh, that's irresponsible he's just a fucking piece of shit yeah and so like I hate this guy and so but like you know most Irish people think like oh he's lovely and so <laughs> uh, like it worked the other day someone that said that fuels the fire for you yeah well yeah partially because like again he's overrated right. and like I feel like how can anyone rate him at all let alone rate him more than you know he should be getting <laughs> So, yeah, so that, like, I get that kind of feeling of... Uh, but especially when it, it's someone doing something that you do. Exactly. Because you're an actress. Right. You know, I'm a, like, entertainer. Right. So, uh, like, these things, like, if you see someone doing well in that profession when they're shit... Yeah. It's in infuriating. Yeah, and for me, I was actually talking to Sue about this the other day. I've probably talked about it on here, too. Like, it's not Natalie Portman's fault that I don't want to drag her through the mud because it's completely, you know, wrong and unnecessary. She hasn't done anything And she's wrong. listening to this. And she is listening, and Natalie, you're a Long Island girl, you're a vegan, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. We should be friends. We should be friends. But she's just, like, a symbol of, of a lot that really bothers me. And right. it's just this idea of this sort of very this sort of beauty that's very pure. Like, for example, on Dawson's Creek, like, you know, both Michelle Williams and Katie Holmes are beautiful. But Michelle Williams is the sexy kind of beautiful, and Katie Holmes is, like, the innocent kind of beautiful. Right. And, like, our culture will always uphold the more innocent kind of beauty. And that's Natalie Portman. And it's also, like, It's oh, the childlike kind it's of It's childlike, and it's very obedient, and it's very, like... Yeah, it's yeah, it's very obedient, and it's, I think that's part of what bothers me about yeah. it. It's big, it's big eyes, but like big eyes that were kind of like half looking at the floor the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know I mean? like, exactly, and it's like it's and I feel it's partially because of that that she gets more respect than someone who's more overtly sexy than like a Scarlett Johansson, like. Who's but I don't think like Scarlett Johansson's that good of an actress. But neither is Natalie either. Portman. They're right. they're they're the same level. I I mean I've enjoyed more Scarlett performances than I have. Well, I've really enjoyed one Scarlett performance, and I couldn't say the same for Natalie Portman. Is that like the Don John one? Of course, that like? and that's a great movie, all right, all right. and it's not appreciated we, in its time. We watched Jackie, or we tried to oh watch Jackie. Oh my god! God, that movie was bad. That was surreal. It was so bad, it's, but it was also boring. It was simultaneous. It's like surreal and boring. Yeah. That's, it, it managed to do both. It was like things. you were on LSD, but like... Having a boring trip. Yeah, you were just like sitting in a beige room while on LSD. Like you were so depressed that LSD couldn't even entertain you. Yeah. That's what that movie yeah, is like. exactly. Like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so bad. Um, now, have we been to the movies? We, we, we watched It recently. Ugh. This is the thing we should probably talk about very quickly. Okay. Uh, because your brother, Evan. 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 Um, he uh, really wanted us to watch this movie. And I think that probably created the wrong impression in our heads because he was at us for like months. Yeah, it's been a while that he was like, you guys need to watch it, you guys need to watch it. And yeah. so finally... And we knew, he, we knew he was a fan of Stephen King and we knew he was a fan of the original Ish And I'm a fan of the original as well. So we thought like, if he's at us so much to watch this, it must be this great. This must be great. And so he like, so finally we like slid into his Amazon Prime yeah. With his consent, of course. Yeah. And watched. I always slide into someone's Amazon Prime with consent. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Never go into someone's Amazon Prime without consent. It's terrible, but yeah. 
so we watched it and like, holy yeah, holy shit, that was bad. That was awful. That was a movie and that then, made no fucking sense. And then afterwards, I sort of felt bad because like Evan and I like have Evan and I have a huge connection through movies and like we right. talk about them. Like we even started a podcast where we like revisit movies from our youth. And I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to be honest, but I'm gonna have to like break it to him that like this sucked because uh, we were thinking that he must have loved it, and then yeah. he, and then we told him that we thought it sucked, and he was like, oh my god, thank you so much. Like I thought it was insane. Like I just needed someone to have like the ha- to understand my pain and like yeah. understand why I thought it was so bad because he said a lot of his friends and my parents too, because I think he also demanded that my parents watched it. Uh, we're just like, yeah, it was good. Like, they, a lot of people had the attitude, like, oh, yeah, it was good. It's so cool. Another it. Like, yeah. Right. And he was like, no, this is terrible. <laughs> but he also said that the first time he saw it, he liked it. But he said but he, he wanted he was, to. He wanted to so bad, and he was yeah. just high on the fact that it was another it. And you know what? I've had that kind of reactions with uh, superhero movies sometimes. Yeah. Like, especially the ones growing up. Because the more recent ones are much more of a stable, uh, reliable sort of movie. Like, you know, they're, I know they're the type of movies that you're not mad about. But if you like those type of movies, these are really good examples of them. Like, mm. they're they're really solid. Like, plots are always really good. Uh, performances are good. The direction is good. Like, just in general, they're just, you know, you can't... They haven't really put a foot wrong in the Marvel movies. Yeah. They haven't made a shit one. Um, right. The worst they've done is, like, it was fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the worst they've done. Whereas, like, the DC ones have made some fucking garbage. Garbage. And, like, growing up, the ones that, like, were, like, super favorites of mine, like, the original Spider-Man, like, with Tobey Maguire. Oh, that one. Uh, <laughs> the old Batman movies with Michael Keaton. Oh, that's like, the other thing Evan wants us to watch, is Batman yeah, Turns. That's yeah. the next thing. And, like, I love them growing up because, like, I didn't know any better in a way, or I was just so hyped to see Batman on screen. Yeah. That I wasn't really noticing the fact that he was just kind of standing there getting shot all the time and not doing anything. <laughs> uh, and just staring at people, and once in the blue moon, he'd throw a punch, and that's it. <laughs> Like, or, like, in the Spider-Man movies, how, like, it just, like, it, like, it was just infuriating how terrible Tobey Maguire was in those movies. Was he? Yeah. And it was just whiny and just, like, it was like, oh, God. He's another creep. I think he's a real creep. You think a real-life creep or just, yeah. like, just looks like No, no, like no I think he's a real-life creep. In what kind of creepy way? Um, this is all uh, allegedly, by the way, folks, before all- anyone's lawyers get <laughs> yeah. involved. No, of course this is alleged, but there's that, that book, um... What was it? It's, oh God, Jessica Chastain played her in a movie. It's this woman who like ran these poker rings in Hollywood. Oh yeah. And she wrote this book that was kind of this tell-all and there were always rumors about him and it was, oh God, I can't even say it, but I will say it because I want to say it, but I can't, but I will. (laughs) It was this group of guys, like it was this group of Hollywood actor guys in the 90s and it was Tobey Maguire was one of them and Leonardo DiCaprio was another one, but she, Molly, whatever her name is, says that- Molly Ringwalds. Molly Ringwalds. No, Molly, the real one, whatever her name is, says that like Leo was all right. Um, but they were called the Pussy Posse because they were a posse and had got a lot of. And apparently, he was one of the nastiest and the most disgusting ones. And I'm not surprised because he has that whole like, no, I'm just like a nice boy thing. Like, no, fuck you, use a creep. Ugh. He like demanded her once because she ran the rings. But of course, she's like a you know an attractive woman. He like asked her to get on all fours and like bark like a dog and Ugh. like, did, like would throw money at her and just like all sorts of creepy shit. And he just seems like a creep. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, what, what about what impression do you get from uh, Mr. Frodo? What's his name? Oh, I think he seems like a sweetie. What's his name? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah. What do you think about Elijah Wood? Oh, I think he seems. Ad- I mean, I don't really know, but like my guess would be like, oh. Elijah Wood. It does seem like a a relatively nice guy, but for some reason, I feel like he licks feet. Maybe. Wait, you mean? <laughs> Like literally, There's like nothing wrong with that. No, but like it just like at the same time, you mean like, like he's a little freaky. Like he, he, I reckon he gets a little freaky. Yeah, is what Good I mean. For like him. I guess so. But like it's just within that like childlike like face of his. It's a weird dynamic to be like aware of. Like this dude probably sucked on a few toes in this time. Like I just yeah yeah. He's he's gay though, isn't he? I don't think so. Oh, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah. I don't think he's out. Maybe he's keeping it quiet or something. I, you're, you and your gaydar is gonna get us all no, into no. trouble someday. No, it's not. It's not gaydar. Like I'm like I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he's gay. Right, I'm gonna very quickly look this up before we all get into trouble. Well, well, well. 
I mean, I, I guess I don't know for sure, but I thought he was. Because um, I thought that when I was at NYU, he was, like... Sleeping with a friend of yours? No. <laughs> well, no, I guess there were rumors anyway that he was, like, dating a guy um, in our dorm. All right, well, Elijah Wood Gay doesn't even have, like, an autocomplete... Really? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe I made it up, maybe I hallucinated it. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a few people who have, like... Uh, Photoshop pictures of him apparently as being gay, but like. So it was just a fan fiction thing. Yeah. Well, we'll Google Elijah Wood girlfriend, or okay. wife. Yeah, let's see. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's married to a woman. I just completely made that up. Girlfriend history comes up as an autocomplete okay. thing. Okay. Uh, Wood has been in a couple of relationships that didn't work out. He was with a German actress, Franca Potente, back oh. in two thousand three. Their relationship didn't last long. It's a couple called off the same year, but they split in 2010 after more than five... Oh, there was someone else he was with for five years. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's had girls. Okay, maybe he had some boys, too, because that's what I... I mean, sure. Heard. Oh, that's what you heard? Well, yeah. <laughs> I remember... So, I, I for a long time, um, had this, like, hardcore crush on Anna Paquin. Um, and... Uh, I, like, impressed. I know you. I know you don't look impressed, but like it's. I said I'm. I'm talking past tense. <laughs> um, but I remember um, when I was in college telling someone about this, and then someone said like, "Oh, like, like the I my friend went to college with her, and like he had like a dorm mate or roommate or whatever in his dorm who was sleeping with her." And, like, he remembers, like, being in the room, like, you know, when she was in bed with him and, like, just, like, chilling or whatever while she was, like, you know, just, like, naked under covers with him or whatever and, like, acting like, you know, yeah, what's up? Like, doesn't she didn't care that he was in the room. And, like, I remember him trying to tell me the story as if to kind of put me off her, I guess. Why would that put you off her? Well, in a weird way, it kind <laughs> of did. <laughs> it took the mystique away? A little bit. Well, I mean, like, I, I remember back then. So, like, I there, for a, there was a long period in my life, sadly too long, where I was very serious about my top five celebrity crushes. Okay. And I had wait, wait. I also just... Sorry, sorry. I don't want to interrupt you, but I no. also do just want to say that the reason I'm not impressed with Adam Paquin is not because I have anything against Adam Paquin, but it's because, like... I think she's like very beautiful and I'm like intimidated by it because I think she looks completely different from me. So when you have a crush on someone who's like so different from me, I don't like it. Okay, fair okay. enough. Fair Continue. Enough, fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, I was very I was very hardcore like about my list and I was like I would update it regularly. Uh, mm-hmm. not by changing it around, but I would just be like this person's number three now. Okay. Uh, rather than being number two for these reasons. Right. Okay. Uh, it was sad. Uh, but, you know, it was... It, it, it oh, got... God. I would have done the same thing. Right. Um, and um, a thing that would get you off my list or at least knock down a good few spots was being nude in a movie. Because if I saw yeah. your boobies... <laughs> I was like... I was annoyed that I saw your boobies. Without... Because they should only be for you. But I guess I wanted to see them in the right circumstances. Like, if I was going to date you... I didn't want to... Like, it would be weird to, like, go on a date with somebody whose boobs you've already seen. Would it? Is it weird to go on a date with me? Well, like, I didn't... I went on a was date with you. Was it weird to go on a fourth date with me? I went on... Yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't have really any dates. We didn't really have date dates after you showed me your boobs. God, that's really sad. That's yeah, fucked up. We, we got married. It's good. Like, it worked out in the end. Um, but yeah, like, actually, when... That's she, true. You probably you probably stopped feeling the impetus to take me out after. Because I felt like we've moved on to the next step. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. Which I think I tried to convince you to go on earlier that night. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did... I was trying to play it cool. Okay, so for people who don't know this story... So was this like our third date? Yeah. Okay, third official date. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had come over, and we didn't really have a plan to go anywhere specific. Right. We just had a plan to meet up. Right. And I picked you up here. Yeah. And we were kind of like, oh, I don't really want to go anywhere that far or do anything that much like tonight. You were kind of like, I just want to like chill out tonight. And I was kind of saying like, well, I mean, I was thinking about like basically getting you to come over to my place, and we'd uh, have Netflix and chill chilled wine. wine. <laughs> 
because I thought that was a fucking boss ass line. But did you have chilled wine in the fridge? I was gonna pick some up. Yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna buy wine unless it was gonna get consumed, because uh, I wouldn't drink it. See, and now that seems like the ideal night to me. But then yeah. I was like, I have to. I can't just go to this man's house. Because you were you were scandalized at first when I like suggested it as well. You were just like, oh my god, how dare you! <laughs> Um, but it was like a, it was like an oh my god moment with a little cheeky smile like kind of face. He's like oh he's trying to get me to sleep with him. He likes me. Um, but yeah, then we went for uh, dinner in the like kind of a place across the road. Oscars. Oscars. And uh, you proceeded to get quite tipsy on some chilled wine. Um, <laughs> it wasn't chilled. It was red. It was so. red wine. Okay, I apologize. You were very good about like getting up to the because like the place is very busy, so we would probably have we would have had to wait a while to like get another glass so like you were very good about like running up to the bar and getting me another glass well i didn't know how much of a lightweight you were at that point so like <laughs> i might have been a little bit slower if I, if I, or maybe i wouldn't have i don't know i can't remember how, how gentlemanly i was at the time but uh yeah we we uh had some drinks there and then you got quite tipsy and then uh, we walked back, but I, you wouldn't let me up to your apartments. You, there'd been a couple. I of, did. Oh, we in the past I hadn't. You mean? Yeah, okay. like whenever we had like made out and stuff like that. Like you were just like bah, and they close the door behind you, and I would just be outside. Um, and I was like, let me come up, like, uh, and I was, even, I was even kind of saying like, we'll just make out and I'll leave, like you know, which was honest. Yeah, no, and the problem wasn't that. The problem was my room yeah. was a sty. Yeah, and I, I. I don't think I've ever really seen it at its worst. You've never seen it what it would have been like then. Because I used to, here was part of the issue too. I used to, and this is weird, like I lived with a guy, just my roommate, but like a guy. And for some reason I felt, I don't know if I felt uncomfortable or I felt like it was the right thing to do, but I was always like trying to be a good roommate and I probably like wasn't. No, no, we were fine. We got along really well. But like I wouldn't hang my washing in this room. I would okay. hang my washing in my bedroom. There's not enough so room you for can that imagine shit. how fucking dank it was oh, in there. Yeah, like we so this this apartment had a terrible damp problem in the sense of uh like the air would just be like humid <laughs> when you'd walk into the place. Like you would take like you would take your shirt out of the dryer and then just for it would get wet again just by merit of being, being in, in our air. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I've luckily done a few things as far as like, you know, ventilating the place since I've yeah, moved I in. I think I was just wet for like three years. Yeah, it was it was a problem. I was wet for a couple of months living here before I figured it out. Um but yeah, so it was it was a weird problem. But um yeah, I can't imagine you having your bed. Your oh, that that room would have been would have been both. But here's the thing: I still was like, I would have been fine with it. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, we'll see. But yeah, anyway, so you but you did bring me upstairs, but you wouldn't let me bring me to the bedroom. You brought me to the living room, right? Where we made out on the couch for a right. bit because it was cold out. If I remember correctly, yeah. it was like November. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was the point that you chose to show me. <laughs> Why are you telling this? In your movies. <laughs> what? How is this? This is where, a funny story, I think. How is this where we ended up? <laughs> how is this where we ended up? <laughs> because you were talking about. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you were talking about how once you've seen a gal's a gal's knockers, you're not interested anymore, and that's why girls. Well, no, because imagine. <laughs> But imagine I imagine that was not the first time I had seen your boobies. Is what I'm trying to say, get to. I guess that is the point. That would be a big deal. Because it would just uh, I. Because part of it is if you're an actress, right? So yeah. let's say I'd, I had seen you in like a, a show, play, like a play and you were like topless of the play or whatever, and I hadn't met you like yet at yeah. all. Yeah. And then like, it's that thing of I feel like I've stolen something intimate from you. Because the first time you show me your boobies should be the first time you show me your boobies. Like, you should have that choice of when I get to see them for the first time. And so, like, it's we- it feels like I stole uh, consent from you in a way mm-hmm. by having seen that. And I f- I, there's something intensely kind of, like, awkward about that. Like, I feel like I would... It makes you feel almost creepy. In I, I feel like I would have to almost apologize yeah. to you. Or I would have now, to... Now, listen, they're very nice, but I have already seen them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or I would have to, like, kind of, like, keep it a secret that I've seen them before. So... Like, well, what are they? 
<laughs> oh, wow. Your boobs are even better than I possibly could have imagined. <laughs> like, I, like, I wouldn't have known what to do in yeah. that moment when you, like, show it. Like, I would have had to, like, think of a poker face. <laughs> To play of like, don't let her know that you're aware of what these look like. <laughs> but I mean, come on, do, like, do boobs, can boobs really look all that different? Like, yes. is it that much of a surprise? Boobs can, man. Boobs can look quite different. I would say I have dated, I've seen, I mean, I wouldn't, I haven't seen a lot of boobs in my life. In person. <laughs> uh, like, less than, like, two hand, two fingers worth, I would mm. say. Not even not if you're counting individual boobs. Right. <laughs> less than less than ten pairs, I would say. I've okay. seen it in my human person personage. Right. Uh, I've seen a lot in porn. Right. Uh, boobs are very different from each other. I would say there's a much bigger diversity in boobs than there is in peni. Oh really? Yeah, I'd say I say if you've seen one penis, you've seen twenty percent of them. Okay. But if if you've seen one pair of boobs, you've seen one percent of them, if that, if even one. Um, but like, does it like? But is it that big of a deal? Are boobs that big of a deal? This is the second time we've talked about this today. <laughs> is it? Oh yeah, we did, well, we talked about it in a different way before. Yeah. Um. I guess it depends on whether you like them, like the boobs that you see. Yeah. Because whether you like boobs or not, for like, I mean, I think, you know, everyone has preferences for size and all that kind of stuff. But if there are certain boobs that aren't like necessarily maybe pleasing to your eye, to your eyes. And I think if someone has those boobs, it can make it difficult. It can make you feel like maybe this is not a perfect fit. <laughs> For you, do you know what I mean? That sounds crazy. It can make it, it can make it harder to commit to somebody. God, that's if awful. they have boobs that you're not thrilled with. Wow, so you must be thrilled with mine then. Oh, I mean, I married them. <laughs> that's like I was actually thinking about this the other day. I don't remember what the name of the documentary was, but I was thinking I was thinking about it with the intention of telling you about it, but I forgot. There was this documentary made that I watched a couple of years ago, um, maybe like five or six years ago. I forget what it was called, but it was basically about a guy who had a smaller than average penis. Okay. Um, good-looking guy, like, good-looking, successful guy. And he had proposed to his girlfriend of, like, three years or something. Okay. And she said no. And he said, why? And she said, because your penis is too small. And did to we, me... Did, we, did they reveal in the documentary what the size of his penis was? They did. And, like, they kind of had it tested to see what it was. And it was... A little bit below average. I don't remember how many inches that was or anything, but they sort of like showed him, you know. Let's like, say five, because I believe the average level is like a six and a bit, maybe. I think it was like more like four or four and a half. Okay. But, which, but still, it wasn't crazy. It was like, it wasn't, I think it wasn't even in the bottom 25th percentile. Maybe it was right. like between the 25th and the 50th percentile. So it was smaller than average, but it wasn't like a, what they call a micro penis or whatever. Right. And they had already had sex. So to me, that is absolutely insane to go on in a relationship with someone right. and then to be like, oh, I can't marry you because your penis is too small. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that's and that's when someone, I guess, is kind of like, they probably, it's, they, they have a, they have an idea in their head of what they're going to be with. Well, yeah, it's kind of, it's like a Sex in the City episode. Yeah. Like they have a, mo- like, yeah, they have a, a love map and you're just not fitting it. And I guess part of her love map was, like, gotta have a big dick. But I guess you can, like, you know, I guess date that for a while if you're enjoying it. Yeah, I guess for me, too, but that's me. It's always kind of crazy to date someone long-term if you're not, like, serious about them. I think sometimes it's hard to, like, know how serious you are until something like that is... is is crea- as a, a situation like that is created where you have to really address... Ish. Like, if someone's like, you know, let's get married, like, you really have to think, like, okay, do I want to be in this forever? Yeah. And, like, oh shit, maybe I don't. And, like, yeah. but you were enjoying being in it at the time. Yeah. I guess it's hard for me to, to get that, though, is how you could enjoy someone that much but not want uh, to commit to them. I think it's real easy to fall into, like, a lazy pattern with mm. people. Like, this is not ideal, but, like, you know, it's fun. 
Mm. Like, you know, but like girls do it. Like girls kiss guys that are not into all the time just because oh, like, like yeah. kissing someone is a bit of fun. Like, I mean, or whatever. I've done that, but like that's completely different than I think being it's just, with someone for three years. Yeah, it's just another level of it. Like, it's just a more extreme level of it. But it's the same sort of core, I think, at the, at the end of it. Yeah, I guess so. It's just kind of like, eh, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have better options. And I think that's a huge part of it, too, is not having better options. Yeah. I think if you're in a relationship like that and someone comes along and they they seem way better and they're into mm. you, you usually leave your the relationship you're in. Yeah. But if you don't if you don't have a better option, you're like, well, this will do for now. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I've been in relationships like that. Now? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. You're waiting for Anna Paquin. Yeah, I'm waiting for Anna Paquin to call me. I've seen her boobs. That's no, the thing. She's out. Here's the thing. Like I like the that they would leave my so. Uh, I haven't seen Emma Stone's boobs. Yes, you did. We well, saw her boob. We saw like side boob in we the favors. Boob. I've. I don't think I could rec- I don't think I could pick Anna. Uh, I don't think I could pick Emma uh, uh, Stones. <laughs> I've had whiskey, folks. Boobs out of a lineup. I don't think I pick Emma out of a lineup. Could you pick my? Out of a Hell yeah! Really? I'm intimate with your boobs. Oh. Um, I don't think I've. I have. I think I've vaguely because N- Natalie Portman did a short for like, uh, what's his fuck Wes Anderson, where she, her boobs were out of that. She's, really? She's no boobs. So again, probably couldn't pick hers out of a lineup. Okay. Uh, because like you know they're low, like on the boobage scale. If you're talking from like small to tall, yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore's tall boobs. I love tall boobs. Tall boobs. Drew Barrymore is the only one to escape this problem for me. She's never shown her boobs. No, she has shown her boobs, oh. but it's never made me dislike her more. <laughs> because like her boobage showing hasn't really been in sex scenes and movies. The boobies that I've seen her show has been, like, her flashing David Letterman. But do we actually see her boobs? You actually have seen them? I feel uh, well, like you only see the back of her. You see, Well, you see side boob there, but, like, you see fully, like, shaped side boob. Okay. But also, as well, like, this is a weird conversation to be having. I just got very self-conscious for a second. But I've also, like, seen... Uh, she did some photo shoots uh, okay. where she was kind of like, here's my boobies. Yeah. And I feel like that's much more like kind of like here's my boobies. Would you like to see my boobies? But but so it doesn't feel like I'm taking the consent okay. away from her because it wasn't for like a job. Okay, but hopefully like the girls who were Newton films uh, consented to that. Too. Yeah, but in a weird way, it's because it's like part of their job and it's like they're playing a character. It's not their boobs. Okay. It's not like, you know, I'm just going to, like, take some photos with my boobs. Here's my boobs. Like, hey, it's me, Natalie Portman. (laughs) Here's my boobs. It's like, I'm Julia Schwanstein, and I'm having an intimate sex scene with my co-star. Like, you know, like, it's like, it's it's not like, you know, well, it's not my boobs. It's Julia's. (laughs) Right, right. But then why can't you just think of it as... Oh, I didn't see Natalie Portman's boobs. I saw Julia's. Because I see through the magic of cinema. <laughs> and you know what? On that note, I think we should end this okay. podcast. We've talked far too much oh about boobs. Oh my god, boobs. I can't believe how long this has been. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, half of this podcast has been boob talk. And that is the name of this episode. Um, folks, Booby I know... Booby talk! Booby talk! Um, I know we've we're very intermittent with our things. I'm stopping apologizing for it. Like that's just we're just fitting this in whatever we can do. We're it. not gonna apologize. We're gonna be those kinds of friends that like yeah. we see you when we see you. We and see it's you. great when we see you. It's not about like oh my god I'm so sorry. Like no. Like, no. But the main thing is we're your friends. Exactly. So uh, catch us next time. On the fever talk. This why don't why isn't that just what we say? <laughs> Why do we have to try and do the same time talk? Why don't we just say that every time? We, we make things too complicated. 